What's up, Chicago? This is the CHGO podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I am Kevin Kaduk, head of content here at CHGO. Today, I am joined by Sean, the Phenom Anderson. Oh, thanks. I, not a lot of people use the nickname. The Phenom. So thanks. Casey, the Youngstown State Penguin, Standahar, our director of social. And Cody, I don't know if you have a nickname. Uh, well, as you know, maybe we can let the comments decide or, you know, maybe you'll come up with one by the end of the show. I will come up with one. Cody Del Mundo, welcome to the show. Uh, look, we, we always get together a cross section of people here at CHGO. And the first couple of weeks, it's been uh, Luke and Herb and, and Adam. I have to look younger, so this is the wave here. I think we all watch Bill Simmons at The Ringer, and I think it's always apparent that he brings in people to make himself look younger. So I'm doing that. Hopefully I will succeed in that. Well, yeah, it, it seems very much like Bill Simmons when he like brings on his kid to talk about WWE. Like, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you want to talk about baseball with some young kids, something you could relate to, you know? Yeah. Like, you're bringing up old teams that, uh, you know, like 1998 Cubs. Like, I, I wasn't alive, Kevin. I can't I talk know, about this, the, the 98 crazy. Cubs with you. This is very oh, crazy. Wow, I'm older than I you was, too, then. But, you know. <laughs> I was also alive. <laughs> you existed. Do you have uh, any other nicknames besides Rockabilly Youth Pastor? I don't. That was the only duck, one that... Yeah. Duck is, is one. Duck. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So. Casey, welcome to CHGO. You started uh, about a week and a half ago. Yes. Um, director you. of social, you're teaching us the ways of TikTok. Yes. We're going to do the ticks and the talks. I know Matt Peck is a little hesitant, but my goal in this job is to get him to do a TikTok soon. I really hope so, because I think TikTok was made for Matt Peck, but um, <laughs> how has your experience been here so far? Great. It's been awesome. Everyone's been so welcoming and, and honest and wonderful, and this space is amazing. Um, I knew when I came here that it would be um, not only a challenge that I was looking forward to, but also a lot of fun. So I've yeah. been I've been having a blast so far. Well, it's awesome to have you. It was kind of fun when we were recruiting um, and talking about, hey, who should we talk to around uh, town? A name that kept on coming up was Casey Sandahar, and we are really happy to have <laughs> you here. You know a lot of people, and you know a lot of uh, about a lot of sports here in town. So um, let's go on with the show. Today we're going to be talking on about the perfect Chicago baseball day. It is the last day of March, and it has been awful this week. My kids are on spring break. They have not been able to do anything. That's so sad. I shot the preview for this. You can't even see, like, past floor 30 of the Sears Tower. Um, it's just it's just awful. But I, I thought, hey, look, opening day is a week away for the Cubs, uh, eight days away for the White Sox. Let's think of bet better days ahead. Let's think of spring. Let's think of sunshine and perfect days at the at – Wrigley Field or Sox Park. Um, we're going to be talking about that favorite drinks, favorite food. Um, we're also going to be talking about April Fool's Day pranks and some of the favorite ones we've pulled off. I have a great one involving Jay Cutler. Um, but first, we're going to get into a little bit more baseball talk. What does he have? <laughs> Ruins the bulls with his bets, Delmendo. Okay. <laughs> See, I can't even read that, so I'm already benefiting from having younger people with better eyes. On I got you, Kevin. I do have to have <laughs> listeners. Yeah. It's funny, though. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect topic that you brought up about having the perfect baseball day because opening day was supposed to be today. Uh, I know. And then they, they canceled it, you know, because uh, baseball's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that maybe we're, we're moving into a better uh, weather window, although the Cubs, I don't think, would have opened at home, right? Is that 
I don't remember off the top I of my head. I can't ever remember. Everything is switched. Everything, you know, whatever. They, they're yeah. back to 162-game schedule. First, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball's latest ploy um, to get uh, more eyeballs and grow the game, as it were. They announced yesterday that they are going to be starting Home Run Derby X. And you know it's hard because they involved the X there. <laughs> It is going to be a global tour featuring uh, four teams, the Cubs, Red Sox, Yankees, and Dodgers, represented by four people. And it's, I don't know, the entire particulars of this, but uh, the Cubs are represented by Giovanni Soto. The other legends involved are Adrian Gonzalez, Johnny Gomes, and Nick Swisher. So not exactly the biggest names or even, like, really all – people that you'd be excited to see, I guess. I can't wait for Johnny Gomes induction day. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That screams legend to me. <laughs> put Johnny Gomes into Canton, yeah. right? We're putting him into Canton. Let's, let's put him into Canton. No one gets, all right. Yeah. I don't <laughs> get over my head. Cause yeah. like Canton's the football one. Oh, okay. So like, you know, not Cooperstown. Cause like, he's not even a baseball legend. So why would you put him in any hall of fame? I don't know. It's, it's, okay. I got yeah, you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm following my bad. Um, Casey, what was your reaction when you heard, when you read this introduction? Um, I'll be honest. The, the launch on Twitter for me was kind of a swing and a miss just because I think, like, people were complaining that the link was broken. And for me, as a social manager, I took that personally. You know, <laughs> I, Jordan meme. I Here was. we go. She took it personally. <laughs> yeah, I did. And um, I felt bad for them. So um, I do think the launch video was very targeted at Gen Z. And while I do think it could be a really cool idea, and I understand they're trying to grow the game – with the game in London and kind of making baseball more internationally yeah. um, accepted. They're going to be in London, uh, Seoul, and Mexico City right. at least. And while I do love that, I, I worry a little bit that it's one of those fads that's not going to stick. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll eat my words. You guys can play back this video where it's a huge hit. Yeah. Um, but I see the appeal. It's just for me, there are other issues that Major League Baseball could have been addressing that they aren't still, um, like getting rid of – you know, antiquated mechanisms like arbitration and service <laughs> time. I mean, honestly, if you don't listen to your fan base, how are you going to grow your fan base? Yeah. People are worried about uh, blacked out games and access to the game has been a huge issue. So so you're saying this is something that's kind of nice, but they didn't really need. Right. I mean, there's other small fixes we could have made first to please the fans and, and grow the game. Yeah. Cody, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, I'm I guess I wasn't as negative as I feel like most people on social media or even Casey. I just think that <laughs> if they used better people, I Casey, mean, see the dark cloud over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like for instance, like the Cubs guy, like the legend is Giovanni Soto. And it's like, yeah, he was cool for one year. <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, but I feel like people would have been more excited if they're, if the legends that they chose for the four teams were more, attractive i guess right yeah or, actually or, more legendary or at least were actually played for those teams for a significant significant amount of time i didn't know which one adrian gonzalez was representing he played for both the red sox and dodgers was good on both of them yeah like yeah. i had no idea and at least adrian gonzalez was good i mean giovanni soto was good his rookie year and and that's honestly it like um i always I hated know. the red sox for getting out of that um that contract very easily they should have had to pay a little bit more than Remember, it was you know, Carl Crawford, right? And Carl Crawford, right? Yeah. yeah, I think I think they were both in that trade. Um, yeah, I mean, Gonzalez was like, 
it made sense for him to sign in Boston. Like, you know, they can move Poppy to DH and with that left field, it would make sense. And I, I just always will think of, yeah. you know, him, especially connected to Chicago, just because like that was who Anthony Rizzo replaced uh, <laughs> right. in San Diego. So like uh, Adrian Gonzalez does have a weird connection with the Cubs too. Is, uh, is Adrian Gonzalez someone you would tune in to watch hit homers in his advanced age? Probably more than Johnny Gomes, but like this is no better than the celebrity softball game that they put on at the All Star game every yeah. year. Like they're moving in the fences. So, like, what? I want to see Adrian Gonzalez slap a 200 foot home run? Not really. Like, it, it doesn't feel like it's a fully fleshed out idea. And that's what yeah. Herb and I talked about on yeah. uh, the CSGO White Sox podcast was like, it's a it's a fine idea and it's yeah. fine to grow the game internationally. So here's but. what I like about this. There is a spot for the superstar um, that is reserved for a women's player. And the, the woman who is going to be participating for the Cubs is named Alex Hugo. She plays for Team USA. I'm not sure if she has any ties to Chicago. She appears to be from Georgia. But I think it's kind of cool. And, and this is why. I, I think the home run is still a pretty cool feat. It's been less than somewhat in the steroid era, after the steroid era. The cachet that it kind of carried has, has been taken away somewhat. Um, but it's still pretty cool to put a baseball over a wall. And that really is kind of at the heart of a game. Right. When you sit down in the seat, that's what you want to see. Now, I also want to see doubles and triples. Um, those are going away. I wish that maybe baseball would put more attention to growing those. Um, but I think when you're actually kind of like reframing this and, and having and putting – different people in who were not necessarily used to seeing hitting home runs. I think that kind of, that's kind of a cool thing. They're, they're going to have content creators. Now, I guess the, the Cubs content creator <laughs> is some uh, soccer dude from, who has 2 million followers on YouTube, which that's a great audience to reach, I guess. Um, but I'd probably rather see, like, you know, Joe from Obvious Shirts or, you know, may, maybe Kaplan. Yeah, yesterday, Baltimore. like, yeah. when we had David Kaplan on the Cubs show, we, we joked about why mm -hmm. he wasn't the guy right <laughs> huge content creator i mean i guess too like if it is an international based event like it does make sense to have at least sure. the, the point that you're making like trying to sell people on like hey this is something that i can do that's always yeah. what attracted i think me to baseball was like hey I, i've always enjoyed playing baseball this is something that i can do like hitting a home run yeah. would be a dream so being able to see like your your favorite soccer uh, i guess he's like a, a gaming uh like it's a gaming channel or whatever two million followers um, man yeah we'll get there it's, one day yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. get there one day uh and we'll be blasting home runs across the uh the world apparently yeah. uh but yeah it, it, it does feel like more of a, a grab to reach out to that international audience yeah i think it's um i think baseball is always at kind of at war with itself how do you serve the people who are your core audience you know or maybe maybe they're not even at war anymore because they are doing such radical different things to kind of change things but it's like okay why are you trying to cater to fans in london and you're not necessarily catering to fans here yeah yeah, I mean, to me, kind of like, I will agree with Casey about a lot of the things that she said about, like, fixing the problems that they already have. Um, one of those big problems, though, is, you know, just branching out to different audiences. Um, the NBA is global. Mm -hmm. uh, even the NFL has become more global, too. Um, so, in a way, like... In a way, like MLB is is at least trying. I felt like for years the MLB MLB wasn't even trying to to do anything. So right ag again, yeah. it's one of those like at least you tried type thing. Like the Bart Simpson throwing the cake <laughs> in the in the in the in the trash. It might be great, you guys. I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic, but there are other issues. I just don't. I don't think it will be great. I don't think it will be bad. I think it will just be forgettable. Fine. 
Um, I, I think like yeah. you know, they, they are pu- pushing this towards like a, a younger generation. Right. Uh, but even then, I don't think any of the younger generation is calling this. And also like, yes, the baseball needs to be doing more, which is surprising because like they are a billion dollar corporation. So it's like it, it's pretty tough that they couldn't think of like home run derby X and then also figure out like arbitration. Like, is this what took 43 days for the MLB front office to respond in labor negotiations? <laughs> like, is that yes, what they were doing? Exactly why. Like putting together that, that, that clip of, right. uh, of the home run derby X trailer and having Jason Hayward being like the first player you see hit a home run. Like right. that's what I think of MLB home runs. I think of Jason Hayward blasting off an Wrigley field. I guess it makes sense because of, you know, the players that they traded away uh, in, in 2021. Like that's now who is representing your Cubs, uh, you know, this year, but uh, you know, it, it is, it, it did feel a little weak uh, when, when you first saw the big buildup trailer, like it, it was just fire. Fell and flat. Giovanni players. Soto. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, they didn't put the players and the legends, like you're giving them the term legends and yet you're not even putting them in the trailer. Like, why didn't you have a Giovanni Soto home run? Why didn't you have an Adrian Gonzalez home run? He used to be the face of your video game back in 2011. Like it just, the whole thing fell yeah. Flat, I feel. John, so, how old were you in 2011? Uh, I graduated eighth grade. So I was 12, 11, 11. 13, something like that. Brand, Brandon says, I vote Matt Peck as our home run celebrity. <laughs> That'd be fun. I, th- I actually think he could probably put a couple baseballs over the wall. He'd... Especially if the ball's loose, he'd be very <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we actually made a big announcement on Monday. We are actually joining the, the uh, Cup League, which is the Chicago Media Softball League. And I actually hope to get Matt out there because I, I feel he's going to swing a, a big stick. I think he could be an MVP if we're going to make a run at that, uh, at that trophy. So, um, hey, this week we saw 75-year-old Bill the Spaceman Lee strike out someone at a Savannah Bananas game. That was a vi- clip that went viral. I think we've all seen uh, 75-year-old Luke Appling hitting a dong off of uh, Warren Spann and like, the 1980 old-timers game. So I think looking at this home run derby, it's like, okay, who would you still want to see? One, who would you still want to see hit a home run from the Cubs or Sox? And who do you think still could? Adam Dunn easily <laughs> comes to mind. Uh, okay. Not only yeah. because I think he fits the mold he's of... not that old. He, he's not that old, just like Johnny Gomes and Adrian Gonzalez and, and, and uh, you know Giovanni Soto. Like He's still in that era, but he's also kind of fits the same thing. Like Giovanni Soto was good for a year. Adrian Gonzalez was on the Dodgers for a little bit. Okay. Uh, you know, I think that he fits kind of that good home run hitter, but also kind of not an actual legend of the team. All right, so I'll just throw out some, guy, some guys, and you guys can respond if you think that they could put one over the, uh, over the wall. Frank Thomas. Yeah. Yes. That new Genix is going to help him. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, I don't know what the, the, the <laughs> fences are going to be. Like, it's not going to be 330. Like, can Frank Thomas hit a fly ball 200 feet still? Absolutely. It's only 200 feet. I think so. I'm okay. not, I, don't, I don't know what the the, the I think he could still pull, I think it's still put one out of park. I mean, I, I, I think that's the sort of thing you don't forget. He out looks, of. Yeah. I mean, he still looks like he did. Like he doesn't it, let himself go. Yeah. yeah. He's a big guy. He could do it. Sammy Sosa. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen Sammy's actual, like, physique as of late. I, I think Sammy might be a little bit, like, has Sammy been working out? You only see mug shots of Sammy. These, uh, not, <laughs> not mug shots, but mug shots. Red carpet. No, you know, I uh, just love the Sammy dabbing. Up. That came oh. out wrong. Um, <laughs> Ryan Sandberg. Ryan, Ryan's a little <laughs> more up there. The CBD know. has loosened up those joints. He can knock one out. True. True. He was able to hit it one out in the 90 Worlds uh, home run derby. So, you know, with that wind, I think he can, he yeah. could definitely knock yeah, one out. Yeah, if he gets that 200 wind, feet. Uh, the Wrigley wind help. Derek Lee would be fun to watch. He 
he's still fairly young too. He, he is. Uh, what about Bill Melton? Bill Melton might fall. I don't think he's quite seventy-five yet, but he might f- fall into that that Luke Appling range. He might surprise you. Yeah, he would. I mean, he's definitely the same age, or you know, around the same age as Appling was when he hit that home run. I mean, that Appling home run was also. I mean, they had the fences moved in. It was a pop fly. Looked like you know, if there was a left fielder or a, a shortstop, like they could have gone out and actually, fielded it. So. Elton Bill is actually seventy six. He looks great for seventy six. Yeah, I'm saying does. he could. I'm saying he could. Well, that's the whole like Tom Brady. It was a Ken Stabler thing. Uh, who's like the guy who's like, you know, when they're like, oh, this is the oldest guy who played at 45 years old back in the 70s. And here's Tom Brady and what he looks like. I think yeah. it's just, you know, old people looked way older back in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> like Bill Melton looks great for 76, but also Luke Appling looked like 90 when he was 76. All right. Well, maybe one day we will see uh, see those things. Uh, up next is our picks for the perfect baseball day we're trying to bring some sunshine on this lousy smarch day the last march day of the year uh, but first the best way to support chgo is to download the points bet app and use code chgo when you sign up if you do that right now you will get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars but that is not it if you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit you will receive a free chgo membership which unlocks all of our great web content, including all of the great baseball reporting from Vinny Duber and Ryan Herrera this season. You will even get a free shirt of your choice, Cub Sox, CHGO, uh, anything that you want. Um, you'll get that from the CHGO locker. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit of points bet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at all... Sh- chgo.com and we will help you out points bet is your home for live in play betting and it just got even better it's introducing points bets new feature live college basketball same game parlay that's going to come in handy for the final four this weekend uh, for the first time ever you can build the perfect live same game parlay only with points bet you can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game you want more you can also boost that live same game parlays Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, you guys enjoying the CHGO experience so far? We're almost into our first month. Absolutely. Uh, at the yes. end of our first month, I'm I sorry. mean, this is this is my first full-time job, and it's been one hell of an experience so far. Yeah. I got no complaints. <clears throat> well, hopefully Great. people are also enjoying it. Um, as you guys know, we offer podcasts and live shows on every team every day. We also have the CHGO uh, sports podcast, which we do usually uh, Thursdays at 1230. Might be delayed next week because of opening day. We will keep you posted. Uh, but we're also doing great post-game shows for the Hawks and Bulls. Uh, soon we'll be introducing the Sox and Cubs, uh, which is crazy. We have that premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Dope merch for all teams and a free shirt when you become a member. So uh, we really want you to support CHGO and uh, hit all CHGO and, and, and join and become a member. And you also get access to the members-only Discord lounge. So, you guys been in there? Yes. I have been in there. there. I have not been in there enough, though, I will admit. I need to get in there and, like, make friends with people. 
<laughs> Once the Cubs really get going on, I think that's going to be a cool place for for Sox and Cubs fans to hang out and talk. Yeah. So, all right, let's get on to the perfect Chicago <clears throat> baseball day. I sent you guys the uh, the rundown of what we're really going to be talking about. The picks. Uh, Lawrence has put together some good graphics for our YouTube audience. If you're listening to this on a podcast, remember we have a, 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 our live shows here on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to that channel. Um, were you thinking of the Lou Reed song when you asked this question? Were you thinking of Perfect Day? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I, I know that I'm surprised song. he knows Lou Reed. Oh, come on. I used, it's probably because it was an I'm awesome young, PlayStation commercial. Oh, no, remember I, that? no, I don't remember that. I got yeah. to look up Lou, Lou Reed PlayStation commercial. Yeah, that's awesome. So. No, I, I remember him because of Metallica, right? That's why everybody remembers him. Lou Reed and Metallica. I remember him because of the Velvet Underground, Sean. Oh, yeah, I heard about them. <laughs> they famous? Check them out. <laughs> Jonathan Richardson song about him once. All right. Um, how, how should we roll into this? The perfect Chicago baseball day. I think it should always start with a, uh, with a hot dog. Um, so I, the first thing I put up there was your favorite place to get a pregame hot dog. I think we all have meat eaters here. No vegans, right? No. Oh, yeah, I love meat. <laughs> I picked wisely. <laughs> I love meat. Casey, where are you going for that pregame dog? Definitely Murphy's Bleachers. It used to be walking distance from my old apartment. Um, I love it there. It's crowded. It's dingy. Yeah. I don't care. It's great. I like the thought process here because you didn't go f- straight for a hot dog stand, but they've got that window in there. And I think it's just, just as good as getting one in the game. And yeah. it's the wax paper. And you run, that in, is a legendary run spot into in the game as it's starting or right, right before and you're ready to go. I like it. <laughs> Cody. Uh, well, because she put Murphy's, I didn't want to put it as well. So, and, you know, pregame hot dog. The only like actual hot dog place that I've really go to on a consistent basis in Wrigley is Wrigleyville Dogs. Um, it's right down Clark Street. I think right across the street from Trace, where I've had some nights there. Oh. Right across from the <laughs> Metro, too. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, convenient. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool spot. Um, you know, it's not... I wouldn't say it's the, the best spot in the neighborhood, it's but... The top, it's the top... The type of hot dog stand where you can also get the pizza puff, which is key. Yes, yes. So... One of the greatest baseball mysteries in Chicago I actually have, though, is... If you go to their Facebook page, they call themselves Wrigleyville Dogs. Almost... <laughs> All other uh, literature says Wrigleyville Dogs, but the sign, can we get the sign back up there, Lawrence? The sign says Wrigleysville Dogs. Does it really? I had never noticed that before, to be honest with you. I, I that That's part of the charm of that place. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. you walk into that place, and it feels like it's like a Greek Euro shop, but it's not. Yeah, um, right. And I, I just remember that place because I've gone to two shows at the Metro, and both times I forgot to eat. So then I ended up at Wrigleyville uh, Dogs over there. So, like, that, that is a, a life-saving Probably spot. Probably like 75% of their business. People have forgot <laughs> right. to eat before the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there you go. So that's maybe that's why it looks like a Euro place. Another good Wrigleyville spot is, uh, is Byron's. Yes. You guys, Next time you go over there. You guys got me beat with all these Wrigleyville spots. Like, yeah. I, I only know that one place because of concerts, not even the games. Did you, yeah. um, as a Sox fan, you you obviously lead our Sox podcast. Did you, um, you like, start to smoke or at all or melt when you you hit Clark Street? No, no. I mean, it's – it's. I, I used to be a Cubs fan. So, I mean, for the first seven years of my what life. What happened? Uh, <laughs> Sammy Sosa corked his bat and ruined my, my <gasps> baseball life. So, uh, it was, you know, my favorite color was blue. I got over. He that wore the number twenty one. That was my favorite <laughs> number, and he hit like seven hundred thousand home runs. So like he was the coolest player on the planet. And then like I found out he was cheating. Like come on, and that was after two thousand three. So it was a little bit of bandwagon on my end too. Like 
2003 happened. They lost in the NLCS. 2004 was a disappointment, and Sammy Sosa's a cheater. That was enough for me to flip. So, I mean, okay. I, I don't hate Wrigleyville. Okay. Where where are you going for a good hot dog? Uh, lot B. It, 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 Sox Park. Uh, okay. Very easy there. I don't do a lot of, like, pre-gaming or post-gaming, uh, but if I do, I will go into Lot B, and my favorite part is you don't know who you'll run into. Uh, one time I was there, I ran into my dad. Um, didn't know he was going to be at the game. Uh, and, uh, and he Did he tell up, you he was going somewhere else, and you're like... No, no I okay. just, just didn't talk to him, and uh, I, I ended up parking, like, on one row, and then two rows back was my dad, and I hear, like, Amazing. hey, Sean! I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, Dad? Uh, and then he ends up uh, buying... I was there with my girlfriend and uh, my cousin and his his now fiance uh, and my dad then you know kept coming by our section every single time because of course he was like in our section uh, of seats too like we didn't figure this out and he bought like all of us uh, our first game at a White Sox like ticket uh, plaques like uh, we all got that like uh, even though you know been to plenty of Sox games so uh, yeah you never know who you're gonna run into so do you bring uh, the dogs and make them yourself or do you just go up and beg or oh yeah yeah someone's nice enough the Sox fans are are giving especially I mean we are known for drinking I think that they the Sox Sox fans have the highest beer tab uh, on average in the MLB. So uh, not only are they survey related to that like a year or two ago. Yeah. 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 So not only are they drinking in the games, but they are drinking before the games. So uh, yeah, a lot of friendly uh, people. out. I will say the the tailgating experience at at the cell is I mean, I know they do it in Milwaukee, too, but like we need more of that around baseball, honestly. Yeah. Well, it's it's and that's what but that's what makes going to a White Sox game unique. Right. in my eyes you know for sure right like i love the part that i do love about regularly though is that it is one block like that is something that I, you know yeah. that was great about old comiskey was like it's it's a classic jewel box uh stadium so i, I kind of do miss that but at least now with the new renovation uh, i do have a lot of you know annoyances with the park but one of them is the great atmosphere of the parking lots to create uh, our buddy Clark says, you know you're at the correct hot dog place if their sign spells the business name wrong. They're making good, they're making good dogs, not signs. That's, that's true. Uh, my f- favorite place for a pregame dog is 35th Street Red Hots, which is just on the other side of the viaduct. Uh, they're from, from Comiskey on okay. 35th Street. Uh, this is what a hot dog stand should look like. Uh, yeah. Just picnic tables. You just go in, there's a counter. You can get the double dog, which is just a genius thing. If you're trying to save on the carbs, they just throw an extra wiener in there. Um, you're not eating an extra bun, which I always appreciate. Um, look, Chicago has a lot of great uh, Michelin-starred restaurants, a lot of great chefs. For my money, there is nothing better than unfolding one of those, you know, and they wrap it with the fries, mm-hmm. unfolding that on the, the hood of your car or, your, or the trunk, mm-hmm. uh, cracking the couple of beers that you had in your trunk, and um, you guys me, are making me hungry. That's yeah. a perfect day. <laughs> Dang. Hey, we'll we'll put, we'll pick some up. They're open up year round, not just for. Um, no, so. that's a different place. That's uh, I think that's uh, that's on. Actual. I think they just do dog. I think it's just dogs yeah. and fries. You could, you don't have no. A there's big like, choice there's there. shrimp in there too. Um, but I don't think they got a, a pork <clears throat> chop sandwich. There was Mori O'Malley's down the road, and I think they're closing unfortunately, or already have closed. That's a good hot dog stand. I, I'm assuming we've all been to Gene and Jude's. Yes. No, never yes. been. That is. That so I is feel a like legendary. 35th Street is pretty kind of close. It's like a spiritual yeah. sister to Gene and Jude's. Yeah, that place. First time I went to that place, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to like stay and get more. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad sell cider. Don't know Gene and Jude's. Never been to Rico Benny's. So uh, those are the two spots that I, I know I need to go to. Yeah, that, that's on our list. Um, we'll do some TikToks from there. there you yes, go. let's. Mm-hmm. 
Favorite beer to drink during the game? Brewery and brand slash flavor. I don't know what you call it, but. I'm going first. Um, I'm going to go with old style. Okay. It just feels right, you know, when you're there. It is a Wrigley staple type thing. Yeah. I'm not an old style fan. Why? (laughs) I have famously described old style as like a loaf of bread in a glass. That's what it tastes like (laughs) to me. I'm sorry. Well, it's like a weedy, you know, it's wheat. I get it. I will. Yeah, I will great. say, Casey, you don't give off the "I drink old style at Wrigley" vibe. Well, I, I will say that. I'm going to continue to surprise you, Cody. <laughs> Keep it unpredictable. I, like I, that. I will say, Cody's pick here for his beer, I did not see coming whatsoever. Well, they just started doing a Michelob Ultra at Wrigley last year, and uh, it used to be Bud Light when I was at Wrigley, at least. Um, but Michelob Ultra uh, is one of my favorite beers. So, like, I was like, all right, <laughs> who well, put this you, is, who this put is you up one. to this? Like, <laughs> who brews Don't we Michelob? have to disclose our uh, things that we're being sponsored by? Are you sure you don't have a deal with Michelob Ultra? I, I, I mean, I personally do not. Uh, <laughs> You're open to it. I'm open to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I know it's not like one of the more popular is ones. Is this like the 60 calorie beer? It's like 90. Okay. But, like, it is considered like they like the way they advertise it is that it's lighter. Like it's if you're you're not trying to gain a ton of weight, I guess you drink that. I and don't know. Are you drinking this because you are putting ten of them back at a game? <laughs> uh, well, I have before. It's not a consistent thing, um, but I mean, you know, I, I when they brought it in there, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I'll drink this. <laughs> like it's one that it is a beer that I buy all the time. Like for at home and stuff. So whenever, I haven't seen any in the fridge here, so that's gonna have to change. You're gonna, yeah, nah. I mean, I'm not a real picky guy when it comes to beer. Um, I, like I said before, they brought, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> before they brought that in, I mean, I usually was Bud Light. So yeah, you know, you guys are pissing Matt Peck off in the comments too. I mean, he said yeah, old style at Wrigley Duh, so he's on Casey's side. Uh, he's telling you to get out, and then Cody Just pissed him off with the Michelob Ultra thing. So uh, yeah. Matt Peck is, is is hating the CHGO podcast. I mean, thing. I get it. I'm I'm sure people are gonna slide my DMs now and yell at me. It's it's fine. Who cares? It's beer. <laughs> Fucking relax. People like care. Jesus Christ. Like people if somebody care. wants old style, let them drink old I mean, style. If someone if, wants Michelob if it Ultra, wasn't, like if they served uh, Miller Lite there, I would get that before Michelob Ultra. You know, you could become a Sox fan. Yeah, That's I'm now the official beer of the White Sox. I know. And pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, what if they to the had, Island thing? As someone who grew up downstate, if they had Bush Light there, I would get that too. But, you know. Isn't Bush like the worst beer you can drink? No. It was, it's just one of my... It's, Natty Light. It's one Natty that Light. I... Okay. One that my, my soul is just... It's just ingrained into it. <laughs> like, I had it enough in college that, like, I couldn't stop. So. It's a spiritual Peck's calling thing. your Michelob poison. Wow. Wow. What did you pick, Sean? Uh, I picked the souvenir cup at uh, at Sox Park. Uh, I, I love a good souvenir cup. Uh, my girlfriend calls it the sport cup. I didn't go with beer. Uh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a diet coke drinker. All my okay. beer uh, they don't sell uh, my type of beer at uh, Sox Park. I only drink uh, 2014 uh, Labatt Blue. Uh, so Is that true? <laughs> no, I like that. Um, <laughs> that, that, that that case stood uh, un, untouched for eight years in my garage. Uh, but I'm, I'm just not a big Okay. drinker uh or at least i haven't been at, at the ballpark uh yet so uh, i stick with my Wait pop until this job gets done with you sean those cups <laughs> are really <laughs> this good. is your what 53rd podcast podcast and starting this 52nd 52nd. 52nd since march 4th are those cups like collectible 
Yeah, yeah, yeah they got a new that. one every single yeah. year. So like uh, last year, they had a cool design. Like uh, it was more like cartoon, little animated, little designs, uh, and it was nicely made. So like when I put it in the dishwasher, it didn't get ruined. Cool. But sometimes they've been like, you know, the schedule, and you put that in the dishwasher, and it's ruined Faded, like after yeah. three times. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs have like a good one too. Like back yeah. in 2015, they had Joe Madden on the the mm-hmm. souvenir cup. Yeah, so. and like 16, they had all the or the year after 16, they had like five different ones yeah. that had like all these cool pictures from the World Series. That's cool. So that's probably what I do at any park. I'll go and get a souvenir cup of pop. What was yours, Kevin? I'm pulling craft beer dad here. So you guys can make fun of that. <laughs> I you should have said three, one, two, just to be, play it safe. <laughs> I love the craft cave at um, Sox Park. And the reason is because I think they do a great job of highlighting a lot of local breweries. Uh, they have 18th Street Brewery from Gary, Indiana, which is one of the few black-owned breweries in the country. Uh, they have great stuff. Um, Sex and Candy IPA, I think. Uh, really good. Um, they also have Pollyanna, which is in Lamont, a southern mm-hmm. suburb, one of my favorite breweries. And I love that I can go down there and get one of their flagship beers, which is the Lexical, Lexical Gap IPA. I don't really even know what that means. Um, neither does Cody. <laughs> neither does Cody. <laughs> I think it has a little, a few more calories than 90, so I don't know if uh, Cody would be interested. Let's move on. Well, are you upset um, about the Craft Cave going away? It's, it's they're now, still gonna have a selection there. Yeah, but it's you know it's yeah. now Miller Lite, a little bit more corporate. I understand how these things work. Right. Um, look, if if we get sponsored in here by uh, Miller Lite, all that Michelob stuff is out. <laughs> Cut it out, yeah. Lawrence. Like I said, I would drink Miller Lite before Michelob. Okay. So, all right. Favorite in park river. tradition, Casey. Uh, my, this is tough. I have two guys because I am a big cup snake guy, so I'm gonna go with the cup snake because it's okay. hilarious and people in the park hate it, which I feel bad for because it's a lot of work to uh, police that. But I'm also kind of a sucker for the seventh inning stretch. Sure. Like I love, you know, getting up during the game and just singing and being ridiculous. Like who doesn't love that? Do people not get up? I've (laughs) I've said that. I do every time. The yeah, seventh yeah. inning stretch is the only thing you can get 40,000 people to agree about. Hey, yeah, at the yeah. end, at, in the middle of the seventh inning, we're all going to get up and sing a song. That is literally the only <laughs> thing on the planet people will agree on. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's hokey, I know, but I love it. Worst <laughs> seventh inning stretch at Wrigley probably was done by Connor McGregor last year. No. That was bad. That was bad. You can't it was blame bad. somebody who is foreign of, of screwing up a baseball song that's 100 years old. Like, Jeff was, Gordon was went the, into that yeah. stadium okay. I was and called it Wrigley Stadium. I was at the Jeff Gordon one and the Mike Ditka one. Okay. Those, yeah. The Ditka one's funny, though. not the worst, it's up there with Ditka and, and Jeff Gordon. The Ozzy sure. Osbourne one is bad. It is. Hilarious, but bad. That one's just... Uh, the Dicka one's funny because he ran up there um, and is out of breath. But the G- Jeff Gordon one's probably the most pathetic because he had time to do it. He f- screwed up the name of Wrigley Field uh, and then, you know, it just absolutely brutalized the, uh, the, the the actual singing of it. So yeah. Jeff Gordon easily had yeah, it. I, Let's I, not I, forget Steve McMichael threatening Angel Hernandez <laughs> at the end of it <laughs> and then getting thrown out of the game. That one was amazing. <laughs> Cody, what's your favorite in park tradition? Um, I mean, I love a good cup snake, like she said, but, uh, for me, I think, and this is what makes, uh, the Cubs unique, uh, or being at Wrigley unique and it's throwing the home run opposing home run ball back. Um, that is really the picture funny. that we have on YouTube. It's from last season, I believe. And uh, I was actually just telling Steven about it, uh, before we did the bet show today, um, about there was a Dodgers player who hit a who had a home run in a blowout 
a game last year, and uh, this guy, he, he just literally picked his kid up after they got the ball and, <laughs> and, and made him throw it back. Incredible. And I feel like that's kind of like your your initiation into being a Cubs fan yeah. in a way. He'll never yeah. forget that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't like it. Uh, they're usually opposing fans uh, of other teams because uh, they just don't get it. But to me, it's like – just, just unique, and there's always it's always okay to just you know bring a ball with you and throw that one instead of the actual ball. So, yeah, but like people cheering when that happens is like the funniest yeah. thing ever. I think they're just lucky that no one's ever like aimed at an opposing player or at, I guess I mean yeah. it makes sense. Because the, they? Yeah, I mean I feel like they. You have. know that more. I mean it just it feels like less of an issue than yeah you'd expect because I mean so many people run onto. Remember the field that one time that kid threw it all the way back to the catcher and then they <laughs> signed him and won the World Series. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Funky Love that movie. <laughs> that that that, Good that that is probably my favorite yeah. baseball. That's how you movie make a reference that people get, Sean. Because it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably my favorite movie because uh, it's so poorly written. The last game where they go up against the Mets, John Candy says it's the final game of the season. The game, the team that wins wins the division, and they go to the World Series. So it's the NLCS combined with 162 combined with like the the pl- the wild card game. It is right. the worst written Sometimes baseball just, movie yeah, yeah. of all time. I love how like what uh, I forget the guy's actual like his actual name, but he like throws out the first pitch at, at Wrigley at least once a year. Oh, uh, Henry Rowengarter, Thomas, yeah. Thomas Ian Nicholas. Yes, yes. yes I actually you. had a drink with him because he has he has a band. Um, I think before yeah, yeah, one I of the 2015 that. NLCS games, real nice guy, like yeah, super yeah. nice. More people know him from American Pie than that's true. He yeah. said if he comes to Chicago, everyone says Henry Rogardner. Everywhere else, it's whatever his character's name is in, in that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, my in-game uh, tradition is the exploding scoreboard for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, it's we don't have a lot of the. Uh, the, the, the throwing back of the balls, the seven inning stretch happens, but we don't have like a, a guest singer or anything yeah. like that. Uh, this has to be probably the most famous tradition for the Sox, uh, the exploding scoreboard. And now they've updated it. We got the updated version. Uh, but Bill Vec introducing that back in the 70s, uh, such a unique addition to the park and such a great thing to see. You yeah. first show up at Sox Park as a child. And I was lucky enough to see the White Sox get blown out 12 to 2 by the Angels in 2004. Garrett Anderson was hitting home runs left and right. I saw that, uh, I forget who hit a home run for the Sox, but like the first time you see it go up, like you wonder where the fireworks are coming from. Right, like, right. Are, they, are they hidden back in the stacks and they're yeah. shooting up from behind the fireworks? Uh, and then when you get to see the platform behind it, it kind of takes away all the magic. Um, but that, that, that's probably my favorite tradition that the Sox have. This is like on track to be the longest podcast of all time, but. No. Uh, <laughs> But <laughs> we were at a game over, I think, in like 1989. Uh, you weren't born then, right? 89? No one here born in 89? No, no. Yeah, none. 91. I was born in 91. Okay. Um, we were out there. My brother <laughs> was looking up, and we were like, this was at the Old Sox Park. And the embers came down and got in my brother's eye, and he was like six or seven years old, and we had to go to the you know uh, first aid station, whatever, and <laughs> – we thought he was blind, but no. he was all fine. <laughs> um, if that happened in this day and age, we'd probably own half the team. Uh, my favorite in-park tradition uh, is also the exploding scoreboard. We talk about home runs being cool, and what's cooler than hitting a home run and then having it marked by an exploding scoreboard. So. Right. What's cooler than like having Scott Potchsednik hit a walk-off yeah. home run and have the, exp- like, the scoreboard literally explode uh, while the, the place erupts? It's great. All right. Favorite seating location. Let's uh, do this in 10 seconds or less. Uh, I'm going to say the third baseline near the W Club. Shout out to my former co-workers in the W Club. Um, 
It's like where the Bartman seat probably is. Well, used to be. I know they kind of took it out, but that's fun. That's a great spot. Uh, left field bleachers. If I'm there with friends, uh, which is basically left field sucks. Yeah. Oh, you're a right field person. <laughs> oh no. Uh, the poll on the Cubs Twitter account yesterday uh, voted uh, that right field. Or yeah, that right field sucks. So. Uh, Henry Rotengardner is a right fielder. Uh, he likes right field better than uh, you guys. I'm, I'm picking section 161 uh, for guaranteed right field. Uh, that's holy ground for me. That's where I saw Mark Burley pitch uh, the perfect game. So uh, section 161, row uh, 17, seats one through four. I'm picking 400 level at Wrigley uh, between the bases. I think those are like the most nice. underrated seats. You yeah. can see everything in the stadium. You're like right on top of everything. Uh, Wrigley and Fenway are the two parks where that's, you know, not all, everything's pushed back. So I'm going with that. All right, uh, the important stuff. What are you eating at, at Wrigley or Sox Park? I have to go with the Italian beef with the hot peppers, and I know this is stupid because, thank you, Lawrence, there is nothing like not only sweating externally at the game, but like internally and like you're, you know, you're wearing shorts and just your seat's all sweaty. Just, just love it. It's it's definitely a task to eat an entire an entire Italian beef sandwich right. at, a, at a ball game, but I, I, always I appreciate it. your effort. Yeah, I regret it, but Thank then you for I your don't. Service. <laughs> uh, so they, I think the Cubs just introduced this sometime within the last I hadn't heard five of years. It's called they they call it the Northside Twist, but it's just a gigantic pretzel that comes in what I call a pizza, a pizza box. Um, we had this in our uh, sweet and savory sixteen bracket for the Cub Show. Uh, at the beginning of March Madness, um, it did not make it out of the first round, and that's a shame because this thing uh, is awesome. Uh, you can, <laughs> I've had, I think I had one experience where I ate it by myself, but I usually share it with like two or three people. So, um, yeah, it's just really good. It's just like again, it's just like a huge pretzel, and you get like three sauces with it. It's it, awesome. And yeah. you, I think you can get it like on the first base side, like down into the you know the walk walk area. I'm looking forward to sharing one of those with you this this year, Cody. Yeah. First no, one's on me. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. My uh, in-park menu item is going to be uh, just a classic Chicago hot dog. I usually don't pregame uh, before the game, so usually my first thing that I do is go and buy a hot dog yeah. before people, you know, are, are there at the game, before the, the, the stands get all crowded. Uh, I like to just sit down and shove a hot dog down my throat. It's great. So good. I'm going with the Frosty Malt at Wrigley. Only but a goodie. Um, it's not going to get you drunk. I like that. Do they sell oh, them still? That's amazing. They do. I think they do. Last time, I, I had them a couple during the World Series games. Remember mm. the that playoff run was really balmy and like really mm. nice weather. Mm -hmm. I, ha I had that. You get the wooden spoon. I'm always mad if they don't have the wooden spoon because <laughs> the wooden spoon <laughs> adds the flavor of that don't. frosty malt. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's, that's a must-get when I'm at on the north side. <laughs> All right, finally, game is over. Sox or Cubs, big win. Which bar are you heading to? I walked to Guthrie's Tavern. I'm so glad it reopened after the pandemic. I was devastated when it was gone because it's like when you walk in there, you feel like you're in a movie. It's like yeah. very picturesque and sweet and, and cozy in there. And there's games. That would be my pick. It's one of the, the like the Wrigleyville holdouts. I mean, everything has been replaced or torn yeah, down. Right. And, and there are good spots um, here and there. But Guthrie's is one of them. They also say it's like one of the, the best first date spots when that when so, that place yeah. closed down. Everyone was like, I met my wife there. That was our first date. And everyone was like devastated. So it's awesome to see it back. Is hmm. it haunted? I didn't know that. Wow. I'm still going to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go with one that's real popular. It's Sluggers right down Clark. Um, we got the batting cages upstairs with all the other stuff. It's I mean, it's a staple in Wrigley. Um, I love going there. 
I celebrated my 25th birthday there. Uh, to me, it's like, as I've gotten older, it's still a spot that I feel like I feel comfortable in. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of people think that the, that entire strip of bars down Clark is kind of for a, a younger crowd, like a more college crowd. But for some reason, Sluggers always just feels... I don't want to say it feels like home, but it feels like a, a place that I'm always just comfortable in. So, yeah, Mini Minoso's home. So yes, you and Mini yes. Minoso having something in, in common. That may be maybe haunted by the ghosts of Mini Minoso. We don't know. Oh, Sky Point. Uh, my favorite bar after to go to. Uh, I don't go to a, uh, a lot of bars, but my favorite bar is the End Zone on Western. And yes. as you can see, there's a green sign uh, up there, and it says uh, named top 15 bar uh, by the Chicago Tribune in 1983. That sign was up there. <laughs> For years, and I drove by it and doing the uh, the Clark, uh, the Luke Stuckmeyer thing. Eighty three. Uh, every time I drove past it, never been in. Looks great though. So uh, check out the end zone. It was once a top fifteen bar in Chicago. So it's your favorite, but you've never been there. No, I don't, I don't go into bars. But that that it, that would have to be my favorite bar. I, I have a, an end zone T shirt that has the, the 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 sign on there that they're a top fifteen bar in Chicago. They're still proud of it. I'm going to Murphy's. There's there's nothing better than spilling out of the bleachers and literally. Five seconds later, you're in a bar and walking up and getting another hot dog or another beer. Yeah, um, I, I think it's the best bar in Wrigleyville by a long, sh- long shot. I mean, it, you could make a case for Bernie's. I think um, yeah. not a big Cubby Bear guy. Murphy's is where it's at. So. Murphy's is so like there's a lot of grit. I feel like yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the people train like is that. right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that place. I cannot wait uh, for the spring and the summer because I think this is going to be a great place to, to meet up with CHGO staff, CHGO audience members, um, and everything. So uh, next we are going to get to April Fool's Day stories, uh, including Jay Cutler, but first Sean has a message for us. Yeah, I have to let you know our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1s because I went to Murphy's uh, Tavern too many times. I, I started building up uh, some blockage. You know, I needed to clear myself out. Uh, I didn't have time. I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy starting my real full-time job. Uh, I started it, you know, about three weeks ago, and I've been taking AG1 for the past three weeks. It helps me get centered, helps me start my schedule off right, and it doesn't taste super healthy, which is my favorite part. It tastes kind of mild, tastes tropical. So it's easy to start your day off. I look forward to starting my day off with AG1s. You might be wondering what this stuff is. With one delicious scoop of AG1s, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And my favorite part, too, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. This is approved by so many people. It's approved by different lifestyles. It is keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, vegan-friendly, dairy-free-friendly, or gluten-free-friendly. This is for everybody. It will help you out. It's helped me. Right now, it is your time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. About 8 to 12 ounces is what they recommend. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens slash chgo. Let's do socks because there's no sports one. So let's do socks. Let's get let's throw out the socks get your one. Credit man. Athleticgreens.com slash chgo socks is where you can go. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash chgo to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
That's athleticgreens.com slash socks. Awesome. Well, today is March 31st. Tomorrow is April 1st, which is a uh, interesting day on the inter- internet. You have to have your defenses up. Uh, a lot of stuff, you know, about. Um, we've probably all had great April Fool's Day pranks in our lives. We've played them, been victims too. I wanted to see if you guys had any great, great ones. Uh, I will f- actually start off with mine. And it, it, the reason that I included this is because it actually involves Jay Cutler or a reference to. Uh, in 2015, I was uh, one of the lead editors at, at Yahoo Sports. You guys may or may not know this. I was leading a team. Um, and one of my best friends there uh, is a guy named Frank Schwab. And Frank. he is Frank. 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 He's Frank. honestly Frank. one of the hardest workers I know. Um, he grinds from morning to night on NFL stuff, gambling. If, if you're not following him on Twitter, follow him at Yahoo Schwab. He's, he's a great guy. Um, he said, look, uh, I've been working for, you know, since the Super Bowl, I haven't had a day off. Uh, I want to go to this Fleetwood Mac concert. I want to go to <laughs> dinner. Can someone at least just please cover the NFL that day? I said, sure, Frank, that, you know, you've earned that. You've spent several months, the entire season grinding. You work 364 days a year. This is your a few hour window to go out and, and just cut loose. Well, I had other plans. <laughs> when he was at dinner and I knew he was at dinner, I quickly texted him and uh, Lawrence, can we get this up? Uh, here's the, the text. And I said, Oh, Oh crap. Uh, the bears have just traded Jay Cutler. And this was at kind of at the point where this was a possibility. <laughs> like the bears may have traded J- Jeff, Jay Cutler. And I, I screwed it up. I said, Sh- Schaefer, uh, reported that it was actually Adam Schefter. And he responds, what? Um, or why? Or what did he say? So then he wanted Eric at home to, to field it. I said, look, um, Eric's not around. you got to handle this. So literally, he's like on the phone with me. He's running out of the restaurant. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we got to get some. This is a huge trade at this point. And so he's running out of the restaurant to go home before going to Fleetwood Mac. And at that point, my, um, my – uh, Conscious kind of kicked in, and I said, I can't have him driving all the way home <laughs> to go write a you know, story about a trade that didn't happen. That's cruel. Yeah. And I, uh, I told him that it was April's, April Fool's, and he said, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, there he is, hey, Frank Schwab. Frank. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that, Frank? Do you remember this? And I'm glad you still refer to me as your friend, because I don't think that way anymore since April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> I am sitting at this hole-in-the-wall restaurant, maybe enjoying a margarita, and forgot it's April 1st, and I get this text. And the key to it was you say Schefter tweeted it, because it wasn't just some random. I was like, oh, there's some gravitas towards this. So I'm going through all this in my head of, how do I tell my wife we're going to be late to this concert? How do I just duck out of dinner right now? And you left me hanging for a long time here, Kevin. Like I did, right? It was like a good solid five minutes. I'm like eating my food. Like I'm trying to get done with this so I can head home write this thing about Jake Cutler, head to this concert, pick up my wife on the way. Like, I, I yes. And before that, you know, we were always on a little bit of, uh, okay, it's April Fool's. Don't, don't get screwed by anything. <laughs> After that, I have such PTSD. Every April 1st, I'm like on alert constantly because of you, Kevin. And I will See, never I, I, I think the that. key here was that I waited till 7 or 8 oh. o'clock to do it yes. when you, oh, you it was, have forgotten it was, that it's April Fool's. I, I can admit this begrudgingly it was perfect like you did it perfectly and you left me hanging for a long why, time too and again, why did you check why did you check twitter to see the tweet 
because I'm sitting there in my head trying to figure out how do I tell my wife at the time <laughs> I have to go home. I, we can't, we're going to miss, you know, we're going to miss uh, the chain because they're going to come out with that. We're going to miss the first couple songs because I got to go home and write this because nobody else is around. Right. Did Jake Cutler got traded. You're, and I say this often, but it's true today. You're a real asshole, Kevin. I, I <laughs> you're, appreciate that forever. You're a real good oh, sport, Frank. Thank you for coming on. By the way, can I real, real quick, real quick, Kevin, can I give, because you guys were talking about your favorite in-game tradition at Chicago. Oh, yes. Can yeah. I give mine? Yeah. Mine is when the Milwaukee Brewers come in and beat the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field <laughs> like they're going to do next Thursday. Yeah, Let's Frank. Let's go Brewers defending NL Central champions. Frank, were you able to relax during that concert at all, or were Damn. you just thinking about Kevin the oh, entire I was, time? I, I was, I, I, I'm still shook. Like, when, when te Kevin texted me today. I seriously, I'm not even kidding. He had some, like, PTSD, where I'm, like, starting to sweat. I'm like, oh, my God. I can, <laughs> it's been seven years, and it's still, I can feel what I felt then. I love that story. Thank you for coming on, Frank. Uh, you are actually yeah. our first guest on the CHGO podcast, so you're yeah, making history, too. Yeah, I appreciate it, Kevin. Thanks. Thanks. All Thanks, right, Frank. Buddy, pal. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. That's you traumatized the man. That's rude. Sorry. Man. <laughs> That's Fleetwood Mac. You are so, like, and to like, imagine if like, I mean, that might be the last time he's ever seen like the real Fleetwood Mac right. line up together. And all he could think about now is not the concert, but you. <laughs> This is the, one of the greatest bands of all time. One of the greatest American bands of all time is now broken up. And his last memory is Kevin ruining his dinner. And he wrote the whole story. Like he wasn't just like, like you let him write the whole thing. He didn't write the whole thing. He was about, he was, he, was, he, he home. just scarfed I, I did stop. I did have a pang of conscience. <laughs> I thought so. he was writing something up already. All I'm saying is you guys better have your heads on a swivel tomorrow. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. You guys have any good ones? Not as good as that. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, no, none that I can think of. No. April Fool's is never a huge thing. It, it felt like more of a TV thing than a real I'm, life thing. I will say that I, I am a pretty gullible guy, so like I do get owned a lot okay. on on April Fool's Day. Like I'm, I got it's it's not that, and that's why it's never been like my favorite holiday or anything like that. But I am, I will say I don't get fooled by all those fake Twitter accounts breaking like yeah. breaking fake news. So. At least I got that going for me. Casey said, hey, should we do something tomorrow? And I just like, it's just not a big win because half the people, you know, probably more than half the people are just calling you a-holes for trying to yeah. whatever. And I don't know. It's people are a, too aware. Yeah. Like it's a 2008 thing. You can kind of pull things off. Or apparently, if you know, you're friends with Frank Schwab, you can do it in 2015. But, but on social, we won't be doing any April Fool's pranks, but we are asking our followers to tweet their favorite Perfect baseball day in Chicago. So we want to hear from you guys too. Yeah. So make sure you you follow us on Twitter and uh, tell us about your perfect baseball day in Chicago. Awesome. Well, this was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the baseball season, like I said, and I'm looking forward to having you guys on the CHGO podcast more as we go forward. Um, the Sox and Cubs guys, you might be a little bit more busy, but I'm sure Casey, <laughs> you're going to be a regular. I'll be around. That was a great debut. So great job. Thank you. Thank you guys. Your first podcast, your 52nd. You're yes. probably. I didn't count. Twenties so. in there. I mean, we've I been doing two a day. Many, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're up there, probably. <laughs> thanks for having us on, though, Kev. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Well, thanks for joining us on the CHGO podcast. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform, and also check us out on Twitter at chgo underscore sports. We will see you next week.